in the right place So take a step back before I get all up in your face I know you got your lips, you know I got mine But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line Your voice will be heard, sir Next caller, please And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree We're talking fantasies, sports, and Likes to make jokes. <laughs> it's me, FSP, doing what I do because I do it for you all day, every day. Sitting there with me is Mariah Hammond, JTATM Money, and crack uh, jokes. How you doing? I'm okay. How you doing, man? <laughs> you know what? I told you what happened. That that was, you know, you come on, or you don't come on left, and this week you come on, and your mic is screwing up. Really? Yeah, really. Be bad. Or just I'm on a new computer. Oh, are you kidding me? Come on. Well, that sounds right. In and out. Huh? It's in and out this. It's what? It's in and out. Sometimes you have a whole conversation, and sometimes your words are very broken up. All right, let's see. Is this any better? That sounds better, man. What are you doing? Let's turn the mic around. But let's get to business, shall we? Excuse me, the AFC West. I wanted to actually harp on um, the Chiefs a little bit. And a few other. uh, Well, I wanted to talk about the Raiders and the Chiefs to be very specific last week. Before we get into the NFC West, uh, you know that the is like my ever-ready battery. Taking care of business, and um, I'm very thankful for him. So now that that pleasantry out the way, many more compliments for the city chiefs. Uh, I think this is either their year or the Oakland Raiders' year to win the West. Uh, I completely believe that the West is going to be a shootout. Uh, the wild, wild West, so to speak. This, even though I being the trigger man for Kansas City, I do believe that they'll run up a lot of points this year. Uh, Barry and the team haven't come to an agreement on, you know, long-term compensation or if he can, or if he should be compensated long-term because of his previous bout with. But I think that's unfair. 
because the man beat cancer, but not willing to put me into long term even though you know how valuable he is because of and I'm only speculating speculating uh because of cancer. But to give Jeremy Macklin a ton of money, even though you know you have a quarterback that really does not get the ball at a wide receiver. Last year he did a couple times. Uh that's because Macklin made it happen. Uh, very underrated tight end in my opinion. I believe this year he is the number five ranked tight end. Uh, I think he's a little What'd you say? Tight end? Oh, you said Michael Crabtree you were talking about. No, no, I said You hear me? Well, I hear you, but you're breaking up, man. I, I don't know if it's, if it's the volume of your mic or your connection. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I can hear, like I said, a fluid conversation. Another time you start breaking up, and it's extremely difficult to understand what you're saying. Unlike what I have with me. You know what? You you continue to be boy. Continue. But I'm gonna move on. I might switch I might switch out mics. Uh but let me talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh Jamal Charles is their back. You know, all these people saying that Jamal Charles might I mean the Chiefs might be better off having Jamal Charles, uh, that's a bunch of bull. They're not. Should they have an inside runner? Yeah, they sure should. But do I think he uh, can do that? No. I honestly think that he can be the inside runner that everybody is saying he can't be. I also believe that if not for Jamal Charles – there would be a lot of problems with Kansas City's offense. Uh, seeing as though people would definitely stack the box uh, 10, I mean, not 10, maybe seven to eight men in the box because they know that, that uh, I'm not going to go deep on them. I, that's what I would do. In the NFL, uh, I would, but that's not me. Now let's talk about the Oakland Raiders and why I think they have a chance of winning the AFC West. I do believe that uh, Jack Del Rio has explosive offense out there in Oakland. Very explosive. Amari Cooper is coming into his second year. Uh, Michael Crabtree is the veteran out there. Uh, and a very underrated Latavius Murray. Now, Jerry talked a couple years ago, and uh, he's right. I believe Latavius Murray is going to be uh, excuse me, very impactful this year. Uh, I think he's going to be one of those players that people say, 
eh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then whoever finally drafts him is going to be very excited uh, they picked him up because he's going to be the workload guy for Oakland. Um, is not going to touch uh, as much as he did last year. Let me put it that way. I don't believe he's going to. I believe with uh, Mr. Smith checking in the rehab after putting up an, a, a, a video, alleged video, of him rolling a blunt. And if you don't know what a blunt is, it's a cigar, tobacco leaves, uh, hollowed out, and re-rolled with marijuana. So uh, no one says that marijuana is in the blunt that he made, but it's quite to those persons that have seen or know how to do that process uh, on his Bill Mack and the rest of the Oakland Raider defense, once they fix that secondary, I believe they will be the best or the second best defense in the AFC West. Some people feel as though they're going to be a doormat, that uh, the Raiders' defense is going to be a doormat. I don't think so. I really don't. I think the defense is going to be pretty good this year if their secondary step up to their front seven. Um, it's a lot of, of if ands, or buts, but I think Jack Del Rio has Oakland going uh, pretty, pretty good uh, for the next couple years. And we'll see what happens with them. Um, real quick, JT, what are your thoughts on the events with uh, Mr. Smith and these rumors that Kansas City will be better off without um, Jamal Charles? What are your thoughts? Well, Mr. Smith has got issues. And he's not too uh, a bright a person when you actually put a video, even though you're facing on it. It's obvious to a lot of people, including the female saying, that said on that video, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, that uh, you got issues. And uh, he's, this is nothing new. He's had issues, whether it was uh, drinking or uh, doing some up with other t- other type of mind-altering drug and alcohol is a drug also um, that he's got issues and this could this is, could serve him twofold you just have to think about this he's a veteran ready to report to training camp and I think you know where I'm going here and he does something like this Puts himself in treatment, avoids training camp, and more than likely will get suspended for a few few months. I'm not few. Yeah, well, maybe it could be a few months, but depending because he's a multi um, uh, violator. He's a multiple violator, so he may not even play this year, or he'll get suspended for several games before he can come, be eligible to come back and, and play for the Raiders. If the Raiders decide to keep him, so. 
uh, it's not too not too bright on his part, and but it's it's uh, nothing surprising in my in my opinion. Now Jamal Charles, that's another story. He averages five point over five yards a carry. Let me put it that way. Anytime he's on the field, lately he hasn't been on the field. They have two adequate backups. They had a winning record without Jamal Charles when he was hurt last last year, uh, and uh, seemed to fare pretty well without him. To wait and see what kind of condition after he comes on the pup list, uh, off the, comes off the pup list, uh, if he's the Jamal Charles of old or close to it. Um, being better off without him, I have to beg to differ. As long as he comes back uh, well, it can play up to the same level he has always played at. Um, that's what I have to say about that. And if you want any more about my evaluation of any other running back, it's going to happen. 21st of August, which is the last week of the four-week process of analyzing all the skill positions that I do on Sunday in a master plan, which is going to be on 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We start off with quarterbacks tomorrow. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I love working with Jerry, because he led me to a which is the NFC West. Since he wants to talk about, or he's forecasting uh, where Jamal Charles lands in his uh, playlist or his his playable list, I want to talk about Todd Gurley. So that means that I got to talk about the NFC West and the Los Angeles Rams. But first, I've got to do this. Carrying the ball 20 times a game requires power and valor, not niftiness. The water bug and whippet backs rarely survive the wail and howl of the banshee. Stack defenses in the pros. They must meld the buck of a billy goat with a sudden surge of a sprinter. He does not move with polish or slickness. His method is not Grand Prix, but demolition derby. And follows lemonade. Can I get to it? I, I I love the way you prep me up, but let's go. All right, so here we go. An NFL team insider fields key fantasy questions. Question number one: What the number? Three hundred and twenty-five, and will he be the lead running on three hundred twenty-five carries? According to this analyst, Gurley will get plenty of work this season. Concerns the dating back his career. He also missed the final game of the two thousand fifteen season with a foot injury that would have sidelined him a longer period. the last game. Gurley should compete, excuse me, compete for the league title, but it's hard to bet against Adrian Peterson of Minnesota. How many games will number one overall pick 
Jared Goff start this year? And will uh, he have any fantasy relevance? Before I even read what this uh, analyst said, Nick Foles was released this week. So that should tell you. Mr. Goff is getting 16 games. 16 games as a rookie. It's hard to believe that the Rams would invest all those picks to move up to number one overall for Goff and not start him right away. Look for him to start about a dozen or so games, factoring in time missed for injury, or should he struggle and he case Keenum to fill in for a couple of games? Goff should have fantasy relevance, but keep in mind he's working in an offense scheme, offensive scheme that is conservative, run-oriented, and doesn't have the best set of receivers. So, they don't even mention Nick Foles, and this was put out before Nick Foles. Interesting. After Tavon Austin, which Rams wide receiver is the number two fantasy option? Probably Kenny Britt. It's a long shot to expect Brian Quick to be able to step up his game and get that much after he was pretty much a non-factor last season. And at this point, we're not sure about uh, Stedman Bailey's status. That leaves Britt, who has held a 36-catch, who had a 36-catch season last year, but usually manages to finish somewhere between 40 and 50 catches for 600 to 800 yards and about four touchdowns. Now, here's the deal. Todd Gurley has gone on record saying he should be the number one overall pick in everybody's fantasy football league, regardless of the format. (sighs) It's hard to debate him on that. It's hard. Because you know he's going to be in a system where they're going to run first and they're going to run often. And with his ability... He can break away from the crowd and break tackles and get into the end zone. So, Jerry Taylor, Todd Gurley, number one overall or no? You know, I told you what I'm doing. (laughs) And you still on trying to push me to, 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 uh, to reveal things. All I can tell you is he's a uh, uh, top pick. Um, not the top pick, but he's a, t- a top pick. And you have to understand that the quarterback situation, the wide receiver situation in L.A. is very shaky. That means there are going to be eight, nine men in the box. That's going to make it extremely t- difficult, especially with the defenses that Todd Gurley is going up against you look at the LA's schedule to be a that type of runner. Let me put it that way. Um, but uh, tune in on August 21st is when I uh, and, um, give my uh, list of uh, running backs for fantasy on a master plan. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Sunday. Quarterbacks this week. Next week will be tight ends, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the following week will be wide receivers. And the uh, last week, which was, like I said, is August 21st, 
will be running backs. Um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the master plan is going to set you up to, to succeed in your fantasy football leagues. Well, since you discussed, you're going to discuss quarterbacks, tease them a little bit with the I- NFC West quarterbacks. Let's start off with uh, Goff. Well, Good luck. that's what I, oh, that's know, what I want to know. Where's Goff? Jared Goff is not on my top 25 list at all. Trust me, people. Right now, Jared Goff is having an extremely hard time dealing uh, 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 with the playbook. And in my opinion, in my opinion, even though he's the number one draft pick, don't be surprised if Case Keenum starts the season off as a starting quarterback. Then depending on, on how the season goes and how Case Keenum plays, depends on whether, when, when and if Jared Goff comes into the lineup. Okay. Okay. Well, based upon the schedule, it might not be too soon. <laughs> I mean, it might be sooner than, than a lot of people think because even though I do feel as though they're going to win the first game of the season, uh, the rest is not easy at all. So they open up. Open up at San Francisco on a Monday night, September 12th. On what do you road. got? Yes, on the, on the road. road. Um, so talk to me. This game can go either way, but because it's on the road and it's uh, a loss for the L.A. Rams. Then they, then then, they, they, come, then they come home to uh, play Seattle. They always always, regardless who the quarterback is, give Seattle fits. And Todd Gurley really doesn't have too much of a problem running against that Seattle defense. I give them a win. Oh, then, wow. Yes. But then, here's where the, the floor starts to fall out. At Tampa Bay, they lose. At Atlanta on week four, they lose. Arizona, Arizona. Arizona, I'm sorry. At Buffalo. Now, look. Remember, these are defense. These are decent defenses now that are going up again. No, they're, Arizona, they're Buffalo. Home. Yeah, you're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. They're, they're, they're playing Buffalo. But it's a decent Buffalo defense. I see them losing that. Uh, at Detroit, in the Dome, uh, I see them losing that. They come home, finally get some relief. Now, whether it's the defense or whether the quarterbacks are playing, now they're playing Russell Wilson, they played Carson Palmer, they played Matthew Stafford, and now they're going against Eli Manning in that uh, giant offense. That is one of the top five offenses, one of the top ten offenses last year. But they're, uh, but they're I see going them, to be in London. They're, they'll be in London. So Listen to me. Listen, let me finish. Go okay. ahead. It's considered a home game for them, and I see them winning that against the New York Giants. And then they need a well-deserved uh, uh, um, buy in Week Eight because the next three defenses that they next three defenses or the next uh, offenses that play are going to hurt them. It's I mean it, five weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, is murder is rare, whether it's a defense or an offense, and then the quarterback they play. They come back in Week Nine. They play the Carolina Panthers. They lose that. They play the 
they go at the New York Jets with a, that defense, they're going to lose that. They, then this is, could be a toss-up. They go come back home and play Miami. Miami's got a pretty decent defense. The offense can be um, shaky with Ryan Tannehill, so I give them a win there. But then they go back on the road, and they get one of the top, top quarterbacks at New Orleans. I see them losing that. And then after that, they go with Tom Brady, who is pissed off because he had to sit the first four weeks, and he's going to give it to anybody and everybody that goes up against the New England Patriots in New England, and they lose that. They come home. Now Atlanta's shaky on the road, so I give them a win. But then they go back on the road at Seattle. I give them a loss. They come home against their, one of the division rivals in San Francisco. Being it's a division rival and being at their home, I like to split them for the most part. I give them a win. And with the last game being at home, Arizona may not need a game, may need a game. But I still think the L.A. Rams to close the season out with back-to-back wins. And all in all, and I could be being very optimistic, I give the uh, the uh, Los Angeles Rams a six and ten season. I got them at five and eleven, because um, I can agree with what you were saying. Except I don't think they're going to split with Arizona. I think Arizona is going to sweep them. Um, also think that Seattle, and I know exactly what you're saying. You know, it's Todd Gurley can run against them. That's fine, um, but he's going to need – well, they're going to need more than just running to beat them, um, especially uh, second to last game of the season or third game of, of the um, – to the end of the season. Uh, I, I really, really don't think that we're going to see um, much from, from the first overall pick. You're not going to see much. Uh, they're going to keep it very vanilla, just like they did Ben uh, Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh the first couple seasons. Uh, and if he's having problems grasping the offense, uh, Case Keenum is not going to be the answer when it comes to facing, as you said, Carolina's defense, Arizona and Seattle's defense twice. San Fran's defense isn't that bad. They might step Jets. down because, huh? Jets defense. Yeah, Jets defense. Miami. Oh, goodness. That front seven is a yeah. killer now. It's Buffalo's a killer now. Going up against some defenses. And then if they don't go up against defenses, they're going up against top quarterbacks. So <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. This is like you're going up either, either you're going to get hurt by your, the defense that you're going up against or the quarterback uh, on the opposition team, on the op- opposing team. It's 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 not going to be good. I mean, they, if they get six, five or six wins, uh, they, in my opinion, it, with this uh, schedule, they did very well for themselves in the first year being in L.A. with a rookie quarterback or Case Keenum, whoever may be uh, behind center. With limited, uh, limited wide receivers. I, that is that is true, but in my I honestly believe this. Um, I think it's going to be a couple years of issues for the Rams, but how long does L.A. 
you know, even though they, they've got the, the contract for the stadium and all that, but how long before L.A. says, we wanted a team, but we want a winning team, not a team just to have a team? How long do you think before that movement begins? Well, being as fickle fans are, and, and, and fan is, is short for frenetic, um, it won't take long. It, it, it won't take long. Let me put it this way. If they're competitive, um, and I, I do believe their defense will keep them competitive, and their offense is going to be disappointing from week to week. I really believe that. Uh, it won't be long but when you start hearing disgruntlement from the fans. Um, very soon. Before the bye week. Let me put it that way. Before the bye week. Okay. I mean, I can agree with that. I really can because I do believe, especially if they open up the way that you believe they're going to open up, um, the first game, it'll be nostalgia. It'll be, okay, we remember having Jerome Bettis as our last big back to, to make hay and all sorts of stuff. Even if, I mean, some people down there probably don't even remember Jerome Bettis being an L.A. Ram uh, because folks are so young, but in a whole generation. First, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they'll be excited for that first game. It'll be all, you know, uh, uh, all all excitement and joy, and I think that's going to push them over the top, especially since I don't believe Colin Kaepernick is happy at all, uh, even though it's an offense that he excels in. And with that being said, let's talk about the 49ers. Again. Really? Really? Yeah, we have we have to. Uh, I honestly believe that they're going to do worse than the uh, Rams. But let's let's talk about them. Uh, an NFL team insider fields key fantasy questions again. First question. What will new head coach Chip Kelly's offense look like given the personnel? Before I get to the reading this, I got to remind people, Anquan Bolden is now in Detroit. Yep. He's not there. He was Cap's security blanket last year. Okay? Just want to point that out. But at the 49ers offense, uh, offseason workouts offer any clue, Kelly's offense will still be run and at warp speed, which is what sets it apart from the rest of the NFL's offensive schemes. Other than speedster Torrey Smith, Kelly has a group of young no-name receivers who will fill roles and share playing time in his three-receiver attack. Kelly's read option offense relies heavily on a strong running game. And that won't change in San Francisco with Carlos Hyde carrying most of the load. And this is for me because I, I, I was high on Carlos the past, couple, uh, the past year. If Carlos can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, he burned me last year. But anyway, I still won three champ. No, excuse me, five championships last year. Still did that. Yeah, this guy over here. Anywho, um, where was I at? Song running game and Carlos I can Okay, quarterbacks Blaine Gabbard and Colin Kaepernick are much more athletic 
than Kelly's quarterbacks in Philadelphia were and could make this attack in San Francisco more explosive. Here's the deal. If Blaine Gabbert steals this job again from Colin Kaepernick, you're in trouble, San Fran. Because all you got to do is get this guy a little frazzled, just a little, and he's done. Kaepernick is the better athletic quarterback for this system. He ran it when he was at Reno. So if he doesn't succeed in it, that says that, uh, in my opinion, Jerry might have a different opinion, but that tells me that he's trying to get out of San Fran by not playing well. But that can be a double-edged sword because if this is your offense that you ran in college that got you drafted and you don't execute it in the NFL, that probably means you are not NFL quality at the quarterback position. Just my opinion, okay? Here we go. Is this the year Carlos Hyde breaks out? To me, I say no because of their schedule. Hyde could definitely have a breakout season if he stays healthy. The Eagles under Kelly ranked first in the NFL in rushing in 2013, ninth in 2014, and 14th in 2015 when their DeMarco Murray experiment failed miserably. Former Eagle LaShawn McCoy rushed for 1,607 yards in 2013, 13, 19, and 2014 for Kelly. Hyde should get plenty of carries for a coach who values the running game, especially between the tackles. That's where Hyde thrives. Which tight end or wide receiver would you target in fantasy drafts this season? Me? Uh-uh. None of them. I wouldn't, but let's see what he says. Targeting a 49 tight end and wide receiver could be a crapshoot with a new coach, a new offensive system, and questions at quarterback. There's also next to no offensive star power on this roster. That said, Torrey Smith could be an under-the-radar fantasy target. He had only 33 catches for 663 yards and four touchdowns last season. But the 49ers' offense was a disaster. A few years ago with Baltimore, Smith caught 65 passes for 1,128 yards and four touchdowns. Now, again, I would not... At all. Unless it's Carlos Hyde. And that's definitely not going to happen for me this year. Unless it's like a last minute thing. Uh, touch Carlos Hyde. That's just me. I don't think anybody else is is uh, is worth it. But JT, this is your opportunity to discuss the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers can be described in one word. Uh, in Garbage. one word. Uh, no. Um, it starts with Hot D. Garbage. <laughs> it starts with a D and ends with an R. And in be, every, in, everything, everything in between spells disaster. Um, <laughs> dysfunction at the quarterback position. Uh, a lack of big splash players in the wide receiver position. A running back, when healthy, is a uh, 
has the potential to be a top ten back. But the problem the problem is be getting healthy and staying healthy. Defense is questionable. Um, you don't know exactly what type of defense you're going to get with a new head coach who has a philosophy of a type of which has a tendency to wear your defense out because they have more time on the field. That, in my opinion, spells a nice formula for disaster. Okay. Well, let's go through the list, shall we? You want to run down the games again? They open up. Michelle, the first week, I I give First week and in, in, in they uh, they start off home. Uh, now they're going to be uh, uh, going back to what they used to have in a division rival in, within the same state. And the L.A. Rams are visiting the San Francisco 49ers, and in my opinion, San Francisco 49ers spoil the first game of the L.A. Rams in uh, California and come off with a win. But after that, it's not pretty, and if you look at who they play, just like I said with the Rams, you look at who they play, it's either a defense or an offense or a combination of both that's going to be their demise. Second week at Carolina, they lose. Third week at Seattle, they lose. Fourth week, they play Dallas at home, they lose that. Fifth week, they hit the division rival, they lose that against Arizona. Sixth week, at Buffalo, loss. Home against the Tampa Bay. They win, and they get a well-deserved bye week in the middle of the season because they're going to need it. Then they go. Then they come. They come home, or they stay home, I should say. And you know what? I gave them a, a loss, and I still. You know what? I know New Orleans, who is week nine, doesn't play well in San Francisco, and usually uh, San Francisco comes up with a win. But I'm changing that because I think New Orleans' defense is going to be a little bit better than they were last year and in the last few years after the Super Bowl they won. And they come off with a, uh, a win, and that's the San Francisco loss. Week 10 at Arizona, definite loss. Week 11 home against New England, another loss. Week 12 at Minnesota, loss. Week 13 at Chicago. Now, I'm being generous here because it could easily go the other way, and I give them a win. Week 14, home against the New York Jets with that defense. Loss. Week 15 at Atlanta, a dome team uh, with a shaky quarterback and defense. A loss to San Francisco. Week 16, they go on the road, and L.A. avenges the loss that they had the first game of the season, and they win that. And Week 17, last but not least, they play home against the division rival Seattle uh, Seahawks, and they end the season in a spectacular way with another loss, which gives them 4-12. and 12. I can agree with that. Um, maybe not even four games. I'm going to be honest with you. Odds are more at 2-14. and 14. Yeah, okay. Honestly. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me, Victor. It would not surprise me. I, I really don't have any kind of confidence in Kip Chip Kelly and the quarterback situation in um, uh, and the offense. 
the, the, the whole team as a whole, this is one of the most dysfunctional, in my opinion. And I got my, my wife's a fan. My son's a fan. I got a, a nephew is a fan of San Francisco 49ers, and I say the same thing, and they just sit telling me I'm, I'm full of it. But if I'm looking at it objectively, this is one of the most dysfunctional organizations right now. And, I, and it hurts me to, to say this because I really like the San Francisco 49ers and the way they used to do business. But right now, they're one of the most dysfunctional organizations in the NFL. I agree. I agree. And the thing about it is, um, I really believe that Chip Kelly's style of offense is going to kill the one thing that's good on on the 49ers, which is their defense. You guys got to remember that there was a mass exodus on defense last year. And then this year, it's not that many coming back. You know, Navarro Bowman, he's going to be the mainstay. Um, I'm not exactly sure. I got to look it up. But if I'm not mistaken, um, my boy from Howard University, originally drafted by the uh, Indianapolis Colts, Antoine Bethea, he might be the only returning secondary guy and he's old, you know, um, there are some questions in my uh, opinion about having a breakneck speed offense with a hard hitting fast defense. You're going to wear that defense down and it's not going to be as hard hitting anymore. You know, Justin Smith, he's gone. A few other players are gone that could have uh, easily, easily been the difference in, in, you know, these guys getting turnovers and stuff like that. It's going to be tough, in my opinion, especially on a 3-4 defense. Okay? It's not like Chip has to change the defense because he already has the players in place, but they're going to get gouged. I mean, gouged. Because every team is going to want to slow the game down. So the defense is going to be on the field a lot longer trying to stop the run. Then, because the offense is going to be three and done, the defense is going to be back on the field. I honestly believe that. That's just me. But anyway, we shall see. Uh, let's move on to the team that I believe, and I might be wrong, I might be wrong, but until they can tell me who's replacing Beast Mode, they might be number two in the division. With that being said, let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Thomas Rawls might be the guy, but I don't know. The question is, is Thomas Rawls the clear-cut replacement for Marshawn Lynch as the Seahawks' workhorse? Draft Day answered this question, and the answer was no. The Seahawks felt the need to select three running backs, each with a decent resume from a big-time college program. Rawls is good, but not on the small. Uh, but he's on the small side and on the men from a broken ankle. 
Look for Alex Collins to run the ball a lot. And for CJ Process, if I can get his name right, Process, uh, you have to work with me on that one, JT, to get a lot of touches as a receiver. Well, all the offensive line changes have more of an impact on the production of the ground or through the air. Russell Wilson gives Seattle an out on the pat. Wait a minute. Russell Wilson gives Seattle an out on the passing game with his scrambling ability. The new faces up front will make rushing far more tougher to come by, especially early in the season with young, untested players manning the guard spots. Marshawn Lynch will be glad he's retired. Hmm. Who's the number two wide receiver behind Doug Baldwin? Will he be fantasy relevant in 2016? Tyler Lockett showed exactly why the Seahawks used four draft picks to trade up and get him a year ago. His speed was something they hadn't enjoyed before. He had 51 catches largely off the bench. Look for him to pad his totals in a significant manner and even make a run at Baldwin's for number one overall. Now here's my question. And I know he's, he's recovering from plantar fasciitis. Got it. I understand that. But what are expectations for Jimmy Graham? The chemistry between Graham and Wilson wasn't there when the big uh, guys were healthy. With a torn uh, what patellar tendon injury that can be devastating to an NFL player's career, the likelihood of Graham being the player he was in New Orleans are settling in for a long stay in Seattle seems bleak at best. Now, I thought he had plantar fasciitis, but he uh, tore a ligament. Here's the deal. The number two receiver is going to be Jimmy Graham. The reason why is because they're going to flex him out from the the regular tight end position, giving him uh, coverage either by a safety, a linebacker, or a diminutive cornerback. If they do not flex him out, that would be a big mistake. Why? Because you have Luke Wilson, who can easily play the tight end position and block a lot better than Jimmy Graham. Um, And they're going to need to have him out there as a receiving threat, mainly because I don't believe they're going to be able to run the ball as well as they've done in the past. Get it. Marshawn had some injuries last year, and uh, we got to see what Thomas Rawls could do. Well, they went out and drafted three running backs, rookie running backs, in the NFC West, where defense is paramount and a running game is a must. Um, If not for this Russell Wilson character, if not for the legendary Legion of Boom, who now has uh, their original four members, oh, yes, Sherman's on one side. Uh, what's my man named that, that likes to do a lot of pass interference? I can't remember his name, but he's back. You got Chandler and you got yeah Browner's back, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then Chandler, Sherman, Browner, and Earl Thomas. Lob's back. Bobby Wagner and all those other guys, they're back. The front seven, Brandon Meebane, and the rest of those guys, they're back. So if not for those persons 
on the defense, I would say Seattle would be very, very hard-pressed to win again. But if they flex him out, Jimmy Graham, that is, and Russell Wilson finds him, I think they'll be okay in the running game. But then again, I might be wrong. JT, your thoughts? They still haven't fixed the offensive line for the most part for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and uh, that's why you see Russell Wilson running for his life. We'll see what happens this 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 season uh, with the departure of uh, Marshawn Lynch. Thomas Rawls is going to supposedly assume the mantle of lead back as long as he comes back healthy. And right now it doesn't seem like he is healthy. They also drafted a, uh, um, I guess, change of pace uh, running back at C.J. Precise uh, with Christian Michael still there. And uh, we'll have to wait and see how the offense plays out. I think they're going to rely more. And also Jimmy Graham coming back. But uh, you saw what happened to Victor Cruz with the same type of injury with a patella. Um, so... Uh, Jimmy Graham more than likely won't be the same as he used to be. Um, they're hoping probably going to take another year before he has a chance of coming back to his uh, all-pro status. Uh, and that's that's uh, uh, a low percent. Uh, something that's a low, low percentage to happen. But I still think because of the defense and that this offense and, and, and this team, I should say, is still a viable t- contender to go to the Super Bowl and quite naturally a strong contender to um, have a chance to win the uh, NFC West division. Well, that's why I'm picking them to, to come in second, quite possibly second. I mean, they can easily take first. But mm-hmm. I have to see what their running game is going to look like this year. Um, yep. Again... I disagree with you on Jimmy Graham. I really do. Jimmy Graham is one of those those freak athletes. He's not a grunk where he's got, you know, decent speed and and just a bulk of a person. Jimmy, Mm -hmm. and this is why I believe they're going to flex him out as well, because everyone knows he's not that good of a uh, pass blocker or run blocker for that matter. Not at all. Right? So he, he's best suited at a 6'6 frame, and he can run, maybe not as good as he, he did, you know, a year or, or, or so, but he can run, and he can use his 6'6 frame against those smallish DBs in the NFC West. Now, remember, Tyron Matthew, who is the uh, strong safety, I thought he was playing three, but he's strong safety for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, is also coming off an injury, is on the pup list. That's who would cover Jimmy Graham, okay, because their linebackers can't. Then you go to, to, to I was about to say St. Louis, but the Rams, mm-hmm. I their, their strong safety definitely can't cover them, and neither can any of their corners, and most definitely none of their linebackers, okay? Then let's let's go down to um, 
not the Rams. I just, I just said the Rams. The 49ers. The only person that has the same size or, or close to the same size is Antoine Buffet. But we just talked about it. The 49ers defense is going to be on the field so much that that's going to be a non-factor. That's a jump ball with Jimmy Graham all day, and I'll take my chances with him. He might not be, I'm going to get you a 40-yard touchdown all the time, but he's going to be a red zone threat. And, you know, my analysis is if you get Jimmy Graham, get him cheap. I got him, literally, and I'm not joking here, in the 13th round of this first, my first draft of the year. I picked up Travis Kelsey, and I, I want to say the fifth or sixth round, and I got Jimmy Graham in the 13th. I got him before I got my kicker to end the, the draft, which I thought was crazy. But, hey, no, I understand. It's really not crazy. It's really not crazy because, like I said, that the injury that he, he um, sustained is not an injury is not an age injury that easily comes back from. Look at Vic. Look, I at, Vic, look at Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz had this about the same type of injury, and I know he had other injuries on top of that that slowed him coming back. But his main injury kept him out for the year, and this is the second year, not the not only the third year, whatever, that he's, he's supposedly. Healthy enough to get on the field and practice. Uh, Jimmy Graham sustained that injury last year. Uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not mistaken. I think that's that's an over a year of recovery for an injury like that, Um, like 18 months. And quite naturally, um, it hasn't been 18 months. He he, uh, may take him longer come back from that injury um, than a lot of people are uh, thinking because of his name Jimmy Graham. But uh, So that's why you got him in in the, in the late round because uh, nobody wants to take that chance on a tight end that won't give him any kind of value if, if and when their tight end, their starting tight end goes down. No, it's I, I get see. it. Now, now, I understand that why you took him but it's a speculation pick, and you got him cheap in the 13th round. Um, and uh, if if it's, like I said, if it's a, like you said, if it pans out, it's a steal. Um, if it doesn't, you got him in the 13th round, so you really didn't spend a lot or, or, or use a high draft pick to get him. Correct. And my thing is, since both Kelsey and uh, and Graham are both, by week five, I'm going to trade one of them. By week four, week five, I'm going to know, you know, if Jimmy is ready or not. So if I don't trade him, I can drop him and pick up a, a tight end replacement off waivers for uh, Kelsey. But the bottom line is, I believe Jimmy Graham is going to be the number two receiving threat for Russell Wilson if if they flex him out. Uh, if they leave him inside the box, he has to fight off a defensive lineman, then go to a linebacker just to find a zone or, or find a, a safety. That's going to be too much wear and tear on him. And 
I believe Victor Cruz, um, and you said it, injury on top of injury on top of injury slowed him. And it, it, it pretty much halted him from, from getting on the field last year. Even though I think he could have played a couple of games, the doctors wanted to make sure, nope, the Giants put a lot of money into you, so they're going to make sure that you're ready to go. And I got it. I got it. Jimmy Graham was a free agent. He re-upped with, with Seattle, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that says a lot to me. One, either no one wanted to wait that much longer to get Jimmy Graham, and I could have said, okay, look, I'll give you a two-year deal, X amount of dollars. First year, we're going to say, we need you on the field at least half. It's eight games. Give me eight games. Okay? And then second year, you need to ball out. That's what I would do with Jimmy Grant. Um, I'm surprised that he did not go back to New Orleans. I really am. Um, If he was a free agent, because I thought he was a free agent, and that's why they traded him. Um, But, hey, it is what it is. So let's go down this record, and you tell me, how the Seattle Seahawks are going to finish this year. Okay. First game is home against Miami. They win that. They go on the road at L.A. I say they lose that one. Uh, then they then they have two uh, games against uh, one against San Francisco in week three. They win. Go to the New York Jets. They win that. Um, then they have an early bye week, which is not good um, for any team. Early bye week. It's not good bye weeks because then you got a long run of games and, and, and have to deal with injuries and, and uh, it, it's, it's not going to be a easy road from uh, week six on. Week six they play home against Atlanta. I give them a win. Go on the road against Arizona, a division rival. I give them a loss. At New Orleans, uh, they're going to have to score some points, but I think they can do it. And they win that. Home against Buffalo, they win that. At New England, uh, New England's always tough, um, and and Mr. Brady has got a point to prove. I think they're going to lose that. The next two games are against uh, mediocre teams at best. Home against Philly, they win that. On the road against Tampa Bay, they win that. Then they play uh, 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 the NFC Championship game. I think it was an NFC Championship game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, against the uh, Carolina Panthers. And nope, no, no, what? No, no, you're right. You're, no, no, you're right. I'm, I'm just backing up. It wasn't NFC, but they, this is a, this is definitely a a uh, NFC rival now. These guys do not like each other, uh, and, and I think they lose to Carolina at home. Um, believe it or not, because Carolina is a physical team and they play them extremely well. And regardless if it's in Carolina or in Seattle, uh, Carolina, I think, is going to win this game. They go against uh, on the road against Green Bay. Um, different type of team. Carolina, defensive team with some offensive power. Green Bay, mostly an offensive team with a decent defense, not really outstanding, but I still think they lose at Green Bay. And the next, last three weeks, uh, home against L.A., they win. Home against Arizona, they win. 
and on the road against San Francisco, they win that also through eleven and five season. I concur with the record, just uh, different wins and losses, but I concur with the record. My wife just walked into the room when I mentioned the San Francisco 49ers losing to the Seahawks. You know what a black black woman looks like when she cuts her eyes at you. (laughs) You deserve it. You deserve it. Sit down on the couch, young man. Sit down. Oh, Stop standing on the couch. He's still looking at me like... <laughs> oh, baby. What's up, Miss Taylor? <laughs> All right. Wow. Well, she better not hear you talk about the, uh, the, the Cardinals in the 49er game, which you're about to talk about now. All right. So that leaves us with one team. And I, I honestly believe that this year, Arizona um, is going to win the, the NFC West. I think they're going to be that good this year. Um, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Uh, the ageless wonder, Larry Fitzgerald, I, I'm telling you, he's not going to let these guys just run them out of the park. He's got well, maybe two more good years in them, and then it's going to be time to hang them up, in my opinion. But he has to be sure Arizona develops their wide receiving core. So let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. All right. How will the carries be distributed in the backfield among David Johnson, Chris Johnson, and Andre Ellington? Are any of these running backs must-owns in fantasy? Now listen. One of the leagues I was in, or the league I just drafted in, um, David Johnson went number three overall. I I I I, I was very shocked when I saw that. Um, now Chris Johnson is probably going to be the change of pace back uh, because he's older and he's got that speed. I think Andre Ellington is the odd man out, uh, but there are three definite running backs there. I think Ellington's going to be more of a contributor on special teams. Uh, This year Uh, But let's see What this insider has to say He says David Johnson not only will get the majority Of the carries for the Cardinals But he also is a must own in fantasy leagues And a possible top 10 pick What? I don't agree with that dude Johnson gives fantasy owners great value He'll not only be Arizona's Every down back But he'll likely be the goal line back As well as I mean, as well, and also pick up extra fantasy points as a receiver. Expect a thousand plus rushing yards, fifty catches, and a combined twenty fifteen touchdowns from the uh, second year back. Tw- uh, twelve, excuse me, twelve to fifteen touchdowns from the second year back. Carson Palmer is thirty six and coming off of a career high four thousand four hundred sixty seven, four thousand six hundred and seventy one yards. And 35 touchdowns. Have we seen him peak? Or should we expect similar numbers this season? There's no reason, barring injury, to think Palmer won't put up similar numbers again in 2016. Bruce Arians loves to throw. And throw the ball down the field. Which accumulates Palmer's fantasy value. Uh, Excuse me. Accentuates Palmer's fantasy value. Palmer also has a terrific trio of wide receivers in Larry Fitzgerald. 
Michael Floyd, and John Brown. Arians likes to put his foot on the gas late in blowouts, helping Palmer rack up fantasy points. Are there enough targets to go through and go around for Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, and Michael Floyd? None of the three Cardinals receivers likely should be first or second round picks only because Palmer spreads the ball around. Fitzgerald did have 109 catches for uh, 1,215 yards and nine touchdowns last year, but he was more of a possession receiver than a big play artist. Brown could be the beneficiary of another year under Aries. It wouldn't be a surprise if he surpassed 10 touchdowns and has more than 1,000 receiving yards. Odd man out, Michael Floyd. Now, listen, uh, again, I'm referring back to this first draft I had. Uh, I, w- I had Fitzgerald queued up, but somebody took him in front of me. Um, so I picked Darrell Green Beckham out of Tennessee. And this was in the, I want to say, 10th or 11th round where I got him. And that's where Fitzgerald was. I don't even believe Michael Floyd got drafted. Uh, a lot of people don't have a lot of faith in in Arizona's passing attack. They're on Johnson, though. They, <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I think people are looking at Palmer's. Listen, they're looking at Palmer's age. They're looking at Palmer's age. They're looking at Fitzgerald's age. And then they're seeing this dynamic running back in in David Johnson, who is a a dual threat um, to go inside and outside, as well as catch the ball. Let me Um, tell you. Well, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. I told you this last year, and it proved me right. Big time, big time. A lot of people were surprised by what Carson Palmer did. Are you kidding me? Look at look at the offense. Now I, I've always said this, and I've been saying this for a few few years now. Look at the offensive coordinator and philosophy of the head coach slash offensive coordinator. And I said this before last year, and I'll say it again. One of the def, best deep ball throwers. In the NFL is Carson Palmer. And he's married up with a head coach that likes to make splash plays down the field, a.k.a. John Brown, Michael Floyd. Um, I'm trying to think what the other guy's name is. Um, another Brown. Um, and and uh, uh, keep catching Larry Fitzgerald in a slot, in a slot position. And, and big time run run after the catch. Underestimate him if you want, people. Underestimate the Arizona Cardinals and the passing attack of uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and you will miss out on some big time fantasy points. That's all I got to say. I said it last year, and I was more than amply proven right. And I'll say it again this year. One of the best, but I've been saying this for a while. Ever since Carson Palmer was with the Bengals, with the Raiders, and now with the Cardinals, one of the best D 
deep ball throwers in the NFL is Carson Palmer. He's one of the most accurate throwing deep. And if you don't think don't think that's going to happen this year, you're sadly mistaken and, and you're dis, disillusioned. That's all I got to say. All I got to say. Um, Arian likes, likes to run the football. That's true. He likes to run the football, but he also likes to push the ball down the field. Look at Ben Roethlisberger, who he coached. Look at Carson Palmer, who he's coached. Look at Andrew Luck, who he's coached. And look at Peyton Manning. This Bruce Arian has coached all those quarterbacks. All those quarterbacks he has coached. Not necessarily in the order I gave him. If you want the order, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Andrew Luck, and now Carson Palmer. And look at the offenses that he's run and how, how prolific the offenses were. Enough said. Now, here's the question. Even though they're older and they're uh, they're the new over-the-hill game, a lot of folks don't know who that is, but that's the Redskins organization's nickname for what uh, team they had. A bunch of older guys with Sonny Jurgensen and and all these other folks that came together yeah, to get the job done. So... uh, are you talking to me or are you talking to the wife? No, no. I'm just saying, did they get the job done? That's what I said. Did they, did oh, over the hill oh, okay. gang, did they get the job done? Oh, yes, yes, yes. They did. They did. That's what I'm um, saying. And, you know, that's why, that's why I, I liken them to them. Uh, yep. I do believe Arizona's going to win the division. Yep. Um, now, it all depends on Carson Palmer's health, though. David Johnson oh, quite is natural. very... He's a very talented back. Top 10 fantasy pick this year? Now, you know I'm going to ask. Where do you have him? Is he a top 10 pick this year? <laughs> just, just answer the you question. He is a top 10 back without a doubt. No, without no, pick, a doubt. Pick. I didn't say back. I said pick. pick. Yes. Top 10 pick? That's, that's what the analyst said. The analyst said he's a top 10 pick. In fantasy? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yep. Uh, yes, he is. yes, he is. In the AFC West, though? Coming out of the AFC West, he's a top 10 pick. N- NFC West, you talk about. Yeah, NFC top West, I apologize. Top 10 pick. Wow. That means you've got some of the older guys that are proven uh Ranked way behind him then. Okay. Okay. You'll have to see. Come August 21st, mark that date on your calendar, and I know you will. Uh, you'll be probably listening. Maybe even jump in on the conversation. I don't know. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday. The master plan. Running back plan it. Uh, list. I plan to do that. And since you're pumping the master plan so much, on the 28th, we're also doing a live draft on the master plan. Oh, yes, we are. We are? Really? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't check the dates of the drafts? Yahoo. All the dates. Yahoo. You must have changed your date because I thought it was the 27th. All the ones were on the 27th. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's because of the time frame I got to do it. I got to look and see. 
But I, it, it's the 27th Saturday, is Saturday 27th at 1.30 p.m. is our draft. So that's going to be on this show. And that means ESPN, I'm the defending champion, by the way, uh, will be on the master plan, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look at that. Because I'm, 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 I'm on the ball here, buddy. I'm just hoping you are. Uh, well, let's see. The champ is here. That's all you got to know. No. Well, maybe 28th for you, but it's it's the uh, the 27th at 9 p.m. for me. 27, 9 p.m. 9:30 p.m. Saturday, 27. We we have three drafts on uh, the 27th. I at least the, the date, my dates are the 27th. One's at 1.30, another one's at 3.30, and another one's at 9.30. Two okay. on Yahoo, two on Yahoo, one on, one on, one on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Gotta get, orga- get organized. Hey, hey, listen, I'm 14 hours ahead of you. Let me be. Don't, don't stop tw- using that as, as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no excuse. Hey, I won last year being That's ahead last of year. you. That's last year. Hey, hey, the That's belt. You know what? I'm gonna make the That's belt. I'm, I'm gonna make a video with the belt and have my you, name and you team engraved you, on it. You already did. Yeah. You already did well, make it. No, no, not for this year, because this year the belt is actually mine. Last year I was just holding it until a, a champion was crowned. Yeah, but now it's mine. Yeah. Well, did, did, yeah. No. I thought you made a video after you won it. I thought I had, you made I a have, video. No, no, no. I didn't um, get my name and team name inscribed on it at that point. Well, let me ask so. you something. Are you going, is, is this going to happen each year and everyone gets a new belt? Well, that's what I'm hoping. I put a poll up and uh, nobody's answered it other than myself. What also, poll? where? What poll? ESPN. ESPN. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm right on a on the on on site right now. Let me see. Let me see if you. you you're, you're, and the only two people to have paid are myself and Brent, aka Kunasis. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, how many? How many? How many are supposed to be in this league? We're gonna try twelve to fourteen. I mean, some people aren't returning. I haven't heard from others. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You are more than welcome to jump in and get your whooping from it's me, it's me, it's Mr. FSP to you. Now, well, we'll get back to, I'm look- to, to what's at hand. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll finish this Arizona, and then I got to ask you uh, about the CSPN League. So we, we'll All finish right. Arizona. Well, let, let's get into it. Um, okay. You know, do you think Michael Floyd – has been overtaken by Josh Brown. We've already talked about David Johnson. You think he's a top 10 overall pick. Um, Mm -hmm. We both agree that Carson Palmer is the linchpin to their success. Um, And the the defense is going to be pretty good because they they displayed that they could do it without Todd Bowles calling the shots. Even though I think they did, they were man-to-man 70% 70% of the time last year because they blitzed a lot last year. 
Um, I don't know if it's going to happen again this year, but knowing that stat, it, it, it's amazing. Um, but who do you think is going to be the number two guy at the wide receiver spot? Or de facto number one if they just use Larry Fitzgerald as a possession guy? Michael Floyd. I can't believe that, that Michael Floyd didn't get drafted in your league. I can't believe that no, he's not getting enough respect. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. I understand big splash plays with John Brown, but Michael Floyd was was no slouch either. Um, he he was uh, up and down. I understand that, but as the gears go on, um, Michael Floyd is getting better and better, and and. I think he'll be more involved in the offense. I, I'm, I'm surprised that you took Doyle Green Beckon over Michael Floyd. I'm well, surprised. I had I had Fitz I had Fitz lined up, and uh, the person before me had grabbed him. So I had Beckham queued up as well. It was between Beckham, Bolden, and Steve Smith. And I love Steve Smith, but he's coming off of a, a bad injury. Um, I like Bolden, but he's going to be the number three, number four option in Detroit. He's going to end up being the number one option, in my opinion, but we'll see. I don't think so. Not enough speed. Not enough speed. But, he, he, he's but extremely his slow. Hands. But his hands. Marvin Jones can't count on his hands. Uh, Golden Tate, he's good, but he's not going to be able to deal with those double teams. And Ebron has not stepped up and been the type of uh, tight end that uh, Detroit's hoped for. And that leaves lonely old Anquan Bolden on the number four or number three cornerback. That's a mismatch all day in my book. Plus, Abdullah. Abdullah's going to be running the ball if he doesn't fumble. So, we'll see. Anyway, um, I'm not going to say, well, Josh Brown, I'm not sure if he was drafted or not, but Michael Floyd, he was drafted. It was just late. Let me put it that way. He was drafted okay. after Fitz. He was drafted after Fitz. So, uh, yeah, but I got Beckham because I think with the run game that Tennessee just got with Murray and they got the, the kid out of Alabama, Beckham's already a beast. He's already a beast. He's having trouble picking up the offense and being able to run routes. So. Well, I, I, he'll be impactful enough. He's not my number one receiver. He's somebody I got for uh, uh, wait, not waiver wire, uh, uh, what do you call it? Bye week. He's a bye week replacement. So we'll see what happens. But let's go down this record real quick. Tell the people how you feel these Arizona Cardinals are going to finish. All right. First week they play New England. I think they win that at home. Same as the uh, second week against Tampa Bay. I think they win that at home. Uh, They go on the road at Buffalo. I know it's a Buffalo defense, tough front seven. uh, But I think they come off with a win. uh, Let me put it this way. Uh, They... Play L.A. at home, they win that. At San Francisco, that's a win. Home against the Jets, that's a win. Home against Seattle, that's another win. 
at Carolina week eight, they lose that. Um, and they need a, a well rest, need a, a, a long rest, which is week nine, which is great for uh, that's like right in the middle of the uh, season. Um, and uh, they come back in week 10, they play San Francisco at home, win that little hiccup. They go at Minnesota, they lose against Minnesota. Um, and at Atlanta, they win against Atlanta. Come home and play Washington. Shootout. They win that. Um, for, week 14 at Miami. They win that. Uh, week 15 at, at home. Excuse me. Week 15 home against New Orleans. Another shootout. New Orleans usually doesn't play that well on the road, uh, especially in Arizona, uh, especially against that defense. Um, I think the Arizona wins that. But the end of the season, believe it or not, on the road at Seattle. At LA with two losses, but they went up, wind up twelve and four, a game ahead Seattle to win the division. I can agree with that. I just don't think they're going to lose back to back at the end of the season um, because it's going to be a difference between them winning the division or Seattle winning the division, and I think uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close between those two, but I, I think they're going to beat Seattle last game of the season. Um, again, it also depends on whether Seattle has a reliable running game. And I don't know if they do. I don't think they do. Um, but with that said, I can agree with you on the record. I really can. I think Arizona is going to be that good this year. And hopefully they prove that they can um, make that last trek to the Super Bowl. Um, I have them uh, – being in the NFC Championship game. We'll talk about that, I believe, next week when we wrap up all of our uh, fantasy, not our fantasy, wrap up all of the NFC uh, teams and AFC teams because we've done AFC West, NFC West, NFC East, AFC East, AFC South, NFC South, and we've done the North. Oh, so this is the last week, isn't it? Yep. Next week, we, I begin IDPs. Okay. So, uh, JT, who are your top four teams? Two out of the East, I mean, two out of the NFC, two out of the AFC. Who do you think will be in the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game? Oh. Let me see. Arizona. And um, Carolina. That's who I have. Arizona and Carolina. And in the um, AFC. Ooh, ooh, this wide open. Oh my God. In the AFC. Wow. Uh, in the AFC. Hmm. Good question, Victor. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Wow. I can give you mine if you don't know. Pittsburgh and I'm going to go out there. Pittsburgh and uh, the Chiefs. Dude, are you serious? (laughs) 
We have the same four teams, man. We've got the same right. four teams. <laughs> wow. Seriously. Seriously. Really? Yes, yes. Because I was leaning toward the Jets. But then I was like, no. I don't like Fitzgerald. I don't like Fitzgerald that that well. I mean, he's even on a one. Like, I don't like Fitzpatrick. But but the thing is, I love everything around Fitzpatrick. I love everything around him. I just don't like him. He has two top flight wide receivers, a beast running back in Forte, a decent tight end, an all-world defense. But it's something about Fitz that I just don't like. You know, Antonio Brown shot five, uh, uh, shot back at Brandon Marshall in the Porsche versus, uh, uh, I forgot the type of, Rolls Royce, I think it was, uh, bet. Uh, I wouldn't want that Pittsburgh Steeler colored Rolls Royce. That was a waste of money, in my opinion. But hey, I don't make that money. He's Nino Brown. But I was, I was leaning towards the Jets. Uh, and then I thought, nah, can't do it. Just can't do it because I don't like the quarterback. But I like Kansas City or the Raiders to come out of the West. And I think they're going to be that solid of a defense and that solid of an offense and special teams that they'll, you know, fight off anybody from uh, the South, meaning the Colts, because I don't think the Texans are going to do that much. And I definitely don't think the Patriots are going to do that well this year. Um, but I do believe the Jets might do something this year. But those, we have the exact same four teams. That's crazy. Oh. But, hey, yeah, we don't agree that often, especially on stuff like that. Especially on wow. stuff like that. But anyway, um, so that's going to wrap up our our breakdown of all the, the teams in the NFL for the 2016 season. Now, I'm going to tell you, during the season, a lot of this is going to get revised, <laughs> just to tell you, uh, you as the so? season goes on. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. As the season goes on. I think a lot of stuff is going to get revised, but we shall see. Um, next week, I'm going to break down defensive linemen. And you already know J.J. Watt's number one. But who do I have at number two? And he'll be not, and he, he, he playing. He, it doesn't look like he'll be playing the first game of the season. It's okay. One game doesn't mean he's not the number one overall defensive lineman. Um, okay. Now, where you for IDP purposes, if you have to get an IDP and it's a nondescript position, meaning just defensive player, would you get him? My answer is no. But we'll talk about that next week. Also next week, we're going to talk about the NFL Hall of Fame. Because I believe enshrinement happens on that Sunday. So, yep, Hall of Fame game. So the enshrinement happens Saturday, and the game is Sunday. Yeah, baby. That's what I'm getting to. So the, the subject matter will be the Hall of Famers. Um, IDPs and you know news is going on in the world of sports because it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Also, if you if people want to remember, um, 
the Olympics are happening. So we might be talking about that. Uh, They're happening this year, if I'm not mistaken. Bad news. Next There's month. So much going on, so much yeah. going on with that. It's, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, God. I know. I know. Bad. Bad, man. Bad, bad, bad. Bad security. Uh, bad health conditions. Um, um, God, it, it's it's... It's it's a debacle over there. They are not ready for us, meaning Olympic uh, athletes, not just Americans, worldwide Olympic athletes. They are not ready. I talked about it on Sunday, this past Sunday, about uh, the, the issues that they, they're dealing with, and I probably didn't even hit on all of them. But, oh, bad, extremely bad. Well, that's what happens when you have a system that's corrupt and, you know, the highest bidder, so to speak, yeah. becomes – the host of the uh, the games, but we'll talk about Great that too. Great yeah, kid. we'll talk about it too. So, with that being said, uh, I gotta let you go, JT. I appreciate you as always uh, sticking in there with me. But what's your question about the league uh, before we go? Okay, how would you like to receive the prize this year? It says winner take all. Now, uh, champ or runner up, eighty twenty split. That's that's one option, and my question is this: money and belt. What's that mean? That I mean that, that that's, mean, not, that's d- d- not defined. D- like last year, I got the money and the belt, but the belt came out of the money of the full pot. Okay, so does anybody get second place money, third place money? That's what I'm saying. No, no. For money and belt, it's just you get a belt. And you get the money. Because remember, some people who voted, right, they didn't vote for the belt last year, the money and the belt last They voted for a different option. But the majority voted for money and belt. So that's what we in, did. In essence, it's winner take all. Yes, it's a winner take all, but this option it's says... Money and belt. Yeah, we I buy the belt, get it engraved and all that, and get it sent mm-hmm. to you, but it comes out of your your winnings. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, and then it left and the last one is first through third place payouts. Um yes. which is seems like a more equitable thing to do, but uh um first, and second all, and third I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I mean that's that's for the the regular prize payout. We're also going to do the categories, like we did in baseball. We're going to do categories with side projects in both leagues. So, just just putting it out there, just to let you know, and all the listeners that want to join our leagues, let them know. So yeah, um, I have to I have to take a look to, to think about this because. Uh, I'm 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 a more equitable equitable commissioner that, that I like uh, many people as, as possible getting getting paid. So so give them an incentive uh, coming back next year or whatever. Um, versus uh, if you don't win, it's like uh, if if you're uh, if you're uh, you don't win, you're last. You know, one of those type of things. If you're not first, you're last. And, and so Ooh, if you don't body. win, you get nothing. Uh, which if you get third place, at least you were in contention. You just just didn't get over the hump. At least you get something out of it. Versus if you don't win it all, you don't get nothing. So 
Which is, which is fine. So, I mean, it's just a, just a preference. So, I think I, I think I made my mind up already. So, it is what it is. Um, so I have, and uh, I probably talk about it. You, you don't you know, don't normally jump on my show on, on Sundays, but that's okay. That, that's all right. Really? Come on, dude. That's, you that's know, right. you know why. I don't really count on, on Sundays, but that's that's all right. I I, I can deal with it. Dude, uh, really? I gotta you know why? And a strong enough heart that, to deal with it. So my mind is pretty Jerry. Strong. I, can I can deal with rejection, but that's okay. Jerry, that's okay. really, 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 bro. So, <laughs> Sunday morning, uh, 10 a.m. Oh, lonely me, JT, aka the master. Really talking. <laughs> By myself, uh, this week we're going to be talking about quarterbacks. We're going to be listing my quarterbacks from one to twenty-five, maybe one to twenty, somewhere around there. Uh, and, and the reason why I have uh, twenty one one at twenty or twenty-five, and, and the reason I have the uh, number one quarterback, and it may not necessarily be Cam. Trust me when I say that. Most people think I don't Cam's think the number is. one. Huh? I don't think he is. Tune in because here we go for the ride for fantasy football. My favorite time of the season. Gearing up. Because he can't finish. He just can't finish, (laughs) y'all. All right. So with that being said, uh, I want to thank my boy JT for being there all day, every day, even though he wants to talk about others not being there. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to take it. I'm gonna take it one more year, and I'll be I'll be able to to have a rally point at a regular time, but we shall see. We shall see. Are you finished? All right. Yeah. Are you Why? Why? Because I have something to say. What do you got to say? For Victor and I, thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and for all those who've been listening. You've been listening to That's my boy. Oh, it didn't play. You wanna talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We talking fantasy, sports, and politics. Fantasy, sports, and politics.